We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Uncontested Post-Game Podcast Edition. I'm your host for tonight, Taylor Peterson. You can find me on Twitter at Taylor underscore P15 and all social media platforms. Joined by none other than my right-hand man to break down just an incredibly fun game, Jacob Niffin. What's up? We are a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and uh, official uh, officially sponsored by the Social Order Spark and Dave's Hot Chicken. So be sure to check them out. We've loved seeing all of your guys' posts and pictures that you've been sending go- going there. It really helps us out, and we greatly appreciate that as well. You can find us on all social media platforms at the underscore uncontested, and uh, as well as our YouTube content. We already have so many of you in here. All the degenerates are in full force after an extremely fun game that we get to break down coming out of the all-star break as the Thunder beat the Los Angeles Clippers 129 to 107. Jacob, we have so much to break down from this game. Just some initial thoughts. Did I miss anything in the intro? I feel like I missed some things. Yeah, if you're on the YouTube live stream, (laughs) which there's already a lot of people here, go repost that bad boy. Let's flood this place tonight. Drop that like on the video while you're here. You're already watching, so just click the like button while you're typing in the chat. That'd mean a ton to us. Helps the algorithm out. Just in the podcast version of this, probably on Friday before the Wizards game. Thank you so much for downloading our show. Please drop a five-star rating on your uh, podcast platform of choice if you have not already. means a ton to us. Uh, and again, just helps more people see The Uncontested because do we have a hell of a three months coming up, Taylor? Oh, my gosh. We have some extremely exciting news to share with you all. Um, in increments, we aren't going to drop it all at once, but some really fun things planned for this spring heading into the playoffs as well as the playoffs themselves. So be sure to stay tuned. Some huge news coming from the uncontested, and we're very proud and excited to be able to share that with you all. 
moving forward. Hey, Caleb in the chat here says, first time watching on YouTube. I'm now a true degenerate. Welcome, Caleb, to the Welcome, degenerates. Caleb the degenerate. Yes, yes. If you are new to the uh, uncontested degenerate Thunder fandom watching live tonight on the live stream, be sure to uh, drop it in the chat. We'll give you a shout out just like Caleb. Greatly appreciate all the support. Like I said, Jacob, what a fun game to play. What break a down. game, Taylor. I don't even have like an outline necessarily as much as there's there's just so many big themes that come to mind. The Thunder defense, the Thunder th- – some very smart, intelligent, extremely handsome podcast host. I believe on the Uncontested podcast last night, his key to the game, his, his spark of the week, mentioned the three-point sh- shooting for the Thunder. We'll get into that as well. And obviously the individual performances by so many of these players led by the big three of SGA chet and j-dub so much to break down you're my my co-host for tonight you're my my right right wing man as i mentioned earlier where do you want to start jacob there's so much to talk about taylor so let me start with this the thunder are against the the other three teams in the top four in the west the thunder are now done for the season this was the last game against the clippers nuggets or the wolves clippers thunder are two and one Nuggets, the Thunder, are three and one, and the Wolves, the Thunder, are two and two. That's freaking impressive. And they came in tonight. They looked rested. They looked ready to go. Shea Gilgis Alexander continued his MVP level play. He had a couple, dude. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff he did tonight, Taylor. I'm looking up his three-point percentage real quick. Uh, Shea the ended the night. He broke. This... Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong game. I'm looking at the first <laughs> game of the season. That's well, not right. The crossover he had on Norman Powell in the second half comes to mind where he can – in the third quarter where he oh, completely Norman Powell turned. was down in Dallas somewhere. I mean, literally 360, completely turned Norman Powell around. And, in the and first the half thing... in that second quarter, he completely crossed up Paul George, one of the best defenders. Yeah, I was going to say that was – that was his second Ooh. best crossover on the night when at full speed, he completely lost Paul George in the lane. Uh, Shea, 31 points, four rebounds, eight assists, a steal, two blocks, three of six from three, 12 of 19 from the field, a game high plus 21. Just put on an absolute clinic. The step back was absolutely lethal. He Dub didn't have a great first half, but in the second half when he and Dub got it going together, I mean, they were just vicious, absolutely vicious. So many plays. We could start with Shea. We could start with Dub. I thought Chet was incredible. Chet had one of his best games of the season. Yes, I thought Kaysen played well. The place where I think we need to start, Taylor, the Thunder go into the third quarter up by two. They're up by, up by two at half. Is that correct? Correct. They win the third quarter 23 to 35. They hold the potent Clippers offense to 23 points in the third quarter. The Thunder tally nine Nine blocks blocks in the third quarter. I mean, the intensity was through the damn roof. They had eight points, four or five from the field in the second. Obviously, you had J Dub stepping up, Chet playing just extremely well in that third. And maybe the big thing here, I don't mean for this to sound like a negative, but I think the catalyst there in that third quarter, Jacob, was Isaiah Joe. He yeah, had we, we three can talk about huge that. dunks. 
Um, and he, he started up, Taylor. He can't get up <laughs> sneakily. I mean, he, he can absolutely get up, uh, but he started in place for Josh Giddy, who really, I thought Josh ended up kind of, uh, no pun intended, rebounded from a very, very poor first half. Uh, he yeah. had a much better fourth quarter and into the third. Let's, and to the let's third wait quarter. to talk about Josh. Let's get the fun stuff out of the way yeah. first. Oh, yeah. Well, I just, I just mean Isaiah Joe starting that second half was a huge catalyst for that starting lineup. Totally agree. And that's kind of what led to, I mean, he was competing down low defensively, getting strips down low, and which led to transition opportunities. You saw Jub find, Dub, Jub, J-Dub find him on a backdoor cut for the two-hand slam. Shortly after, you saw, a, who was it that got him the second time? Uh, it was Chet. Chet found him on another uh, where, where <laughs> Isaiah Joe was cutting to the corner for a two-handed slam. You saw Dub get the huge block, I believe, on Zubac. Yeah. There. And the From third. Behind, that pass after kicks, that. Oh, man. That was a dot. Leads I mean, to Isaiah Joe's God. third two-handed slam in transition this time. I mean, that was just significant. I think that tweak there by Mark Dagnall and some of his rotations tonight as a whole were uh, – probably a good indication of what we can see come playoff time. And I, I just, I mentioned that because to your point in that third quarter, the huge run that they went on, like I, I think the lineup adjustment, there was everything. Totally agree. Um, they were just all over the lineup adjustment. I thought was huge for spacing offensively. I, I, I mentioned you talked about your spark of the week last night. Mine was Isaiah Joe. And I thought he played really, really well tonight. Um, he just fits with those starters so well. We haven't even mentioned Lou Dort. Gordon Hayward makes his debut, barks on camera post-game. <laughs> Love it. He's I mean, officially initiated. Also, just really quickly, I did mess that up. Uh, the the note that I had pulled up in my notes uh, of Shea's eight points, four or five from the field, that was in the second quarter. Regardless, Shea was also great in the third. I just wanted to correct that really quick. We uh, we do have a request in the chat. Due to your job, uh, Smoot wants to get you saying "job" the same way you said said "bucks." Job. All right, JD. That was at nine twenty eight. In case you want to rip that, um, just so much incredible basketball across the floor. I thought the defense was really the calling card tonight, Taylor. Offensively, they started the game crazy hot from three and that's because the Clippers wanted to drop everybody in the paint and prevent drives to the basket so the Thunder got loads of open threes they made the Clippers pay on those and then as subs, subs came in uh, defensive philosophies changed and the Thunder got to work getting downhill to the basket guys on the Clippers played really well especially the first half um Kawhi Leonard just, I feel like he never misses a shot. And that first quarter, or not first quarter, I'm sorry, the entire first, first half. half, Norman Powell couldn't miss a shot. And shutting Powell off in that third quarter and really just playing hair on fire defense, especially at the basket for the Thunder, I thought that is what won them the game. 100%. The adjustment there was huge uh, because when you're throwing multiple bodies and multiple defenders at Kawhi and PG and James Harden, that leaves open Norman Powell, right? We saw them kind of sag off of Powell there in that first half, that was which led to the 14 points. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and that is a, a lethal 
option for the Clippers to have. But you're right, the Thunder being able to adjust like they did in the second half was significant. And just kind of backtracking on something else you mentioned, the three-point shooting from the Thunder. Just reading off some of these stats, it's just crazy. Lou Dort was three of six from three, dub two of four, jib. Uh, three of six from three for Chet. We'll we'll obviously break down his game as well. Three of six for Shea, but off the bench, Wiggins was two of four. Isaiah Joe, only one of two from three. Seems crazy given his game. Uh, but that just shows you the versatility of Joe and the different things that he's doing. Kenrich uh, was one of three. That was pretty much it. Kaysen was only one of one. But again, all those guys played extremely well. But that three-point shooting for the Thunder. And then to your point, being able to adjust uh, and take advantage of, of the advantage they created with those three-point shots in the first half to be able to get to their spots in the mid-range, like we saw Dub do there in that fourth quarter, like we saw Shea do the entire second half, although it felt like Shea and Kawhi were never going to get back in the game in the fourth quarter because of the extended stretch of play. I think they both came back in with like three minutes left, and that wasn't the intention from – or not quite three because that's when the Clippers cleared, cleared the bench. But regardless, I felt like they were never coming back in. I just love what you mentioned about the adjustment from the Thunder there, that those players at such a young age being able to adjust to what the defense was giving them was significant. And again, when they're hitting those outside shots, it opens up the entire offense for this team. Totally agree. I think it's massive that four of your five starters shot 50% or better from three tonight. The only the only starter who did not shoot 50% from three was Josh Giddy. Did not shit 50% from three. Um, Josh was one of three. Uh, the guy that they subbed him out for in the second half, Isaiah Joe, was one of two. Uh, so he shot 50% as well. Wiggins, two of four. Um, the Thunder, as a team, shot 49% from three. The, against the LA Clippers defense, the Thunder shot 56-49-70 splits. That's crazy. Which is just absolutely absurd. Before we dive in to more of this game, Taylor, let's take a quick break. And as we go to that break, Uh, We want to tell you guys about our friends over at Dave's Hot Chicken. They are the East Hollywood pop-up sensation turned fast casual superstar. Dave's Hot Chicken now serving Oklahoma in Bricktown, Edmond, and soon to be in Chisholm Creek. They have mouth-watering sliders and tenders that are offered at seven spice levels, ranging from no spice all the way up to Reaper. Each piece of hand-breaded chicken is spiced to order using a blend of blend crafted specifically for its heat level or no spice at all, along with sides like their house-made kale slaw, their creamy mac and cheese. The mac and cheese bangs, guys. Like, I'm just letting you know, the mac and cheese there is kind of slept on. And their crispy seasoned fries. I think they season their fries, Taylor, with like the mild seasoning for their chicken. You throw some cheese on those fries and you are living. You can also you get a little try the mac new... and cheese with the fries together. There you go. You can also try the new Dave's Not Chicken cauliflower slices that taste just like Dave's Hot Chicken, but they're obviously not chicken. Visit Dave's Hot Chicken in Bricktown right next to Fuzzy's Taco Shop before or after the next Thunder home game, which is tomorrow night, Friday, against the Washington Wizards. If you are heading down to Paycom Center, go hit Dave's before the game. Get you some delicious chicken. Snap a picture, send it to us so we can retweet you. Super happy Dave's is in on the podcast. With that, we will be back in just a moment to continue our breakdown of the Thunder versus the Clippers. Be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So, Jacob, the next thing that comes to mind for me is something that we've talked a lot about, like with individual players, and we mentioned at the top of the podcast, but just diving into this a little more, the Thunder's defense. This was, I mean, again, I feel like every like 10 games or so, we we keep saying this season, we keep saying, oh, this is the best win for the Thunder. This is the best defensive performance for, for the Thunder. This was the best offensive performance, but it's hard for me to recall a better defenses, defensive performance from OKC like we saw tonight held the Clippers to 45% from the floor, 37% from three, and only 22, or sorry, 32 three-point attempts. Um, They actually out-rebounded the Clippers as a whole, but on the defensive boards, they out-rebounded the Clippers 36 to 31. The turnovers, uh, they created 14 turnovers and had 20 points off those turnovers, just continue, and, and that resulted in those fast break transition mm-hmm. points that we talked so much about there in that third quarter just a stellar defensive p- performance and it goes so far beyond just the stats like we saw Isaiah Joe there in that third quarter had a great play where he like strips a rebound it gets a it creates a loose ball saves it from going out of bounds which resulted in a transition opportunity for the Thunder we saw Lou Dort go down there down low and strip the ball from Zubac and so many of the other Clippers bigs and their big wings and then obviously Chet Holmgren and the way that I mean, he had, I believe, three blocks on the night. It's off the top of my head. I'm not looking at this stat and right now. Th- those blocks don't do it justice, Taylor. Exactly. How many times did he contest shots at the rim or deter guys from coming to the rim in general? It was awesome. And not just anybody. Awesome. It was Paul George. It was Kawhi. It was yeah. James Harden. And it was you, Russell Westbrook. You mentioned their three-point shooting, uh, 32 attempts tonight, 37%. This is the number one three-point shooting team in the league. 
number one in percentage. I'm not sure where they rank on attempts. Uh, I'm sure it's pretty high. But I looked that up as well, and I don't, uh, last night I don't remember it either. Only that they're shooting like 39.7% uh, prior to tonight from three. I think the Thunder were at like 393 or something like that type right of Right around goals. there. Um, some big stat lines that stick out to me. Paul George, 6 of 16, 0 0 from the free throw line. Russell Westbrook, 1 of 9, 0 of 2 from the three point line. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Russ. We know that. There were some plays tonight where the Clippers. Uh, were in a double. They got the ball out. They swung it around. Uh, they had the Thunder scrambling. The ball would make it to Norman Powell, and he would swing it one more time to the corner for Russ for a three. And I was just thinking, that's not what you want to do in that situation. Like, every time Russ shot a three, I was like, thank you. I mean, I watched this dude play basketball for a decade in Oklahoma City. That is what you want that man doing. Now, Russ had an off night, especially at the rim. I think Cason Wallace was incredible defensively on Russ. But those two stat lines really jumped out to me, Taylor. Um, James Harden, 5 of 9 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. Uh, Zubots, only 5 of 12. 13 points on 12 shots, 12 rebounds for him. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 9 of 13, but a, te- a team worse, not a sorry, team second worst, third worst. Maybe this isn't as impressive as I thought, but a minus 17 for Kawhi. Uh, Norman Powell and Aaron Coffey, both a minus 22. After 14 points in the first half, Norman Powell had five in the entirety of the second half. That's pretty incredible. And you mentioned Russ. They shut the valve off. I'm not sure there was a a player more, a a player on the Clippers that was affected more by the Thunder's rim protection that we mentioned here earlier than Russell Westbrook, just missing so many of those layups when he was driving to the rim. Um, I made a joke on the pod account that Paycom was so loud that Russ, it, it made Russ think he was like 20 in his twenties again and trying to do the things he used to do. I mean, the thunder just, it, that was perfect. That's exactly what you want. Forcing the ball in Russ, Russ's hands, letting him drive to the rim. And then obviously having all that rim protection there to prevent those opportunities. Definitely. Um, I want to talk about a few players and the starting lineman, starting, starting lineup lineman. adjustment <laughs> in the second half. Before we do that, though, let's take our second break of the night so we can tell you guys about Spark. Spark Joy at Scissortail Park family-friendly joint Spark. Dive into their menu of burgers, bites, and cold delights. Don't skip the must-try BLC burger, pink fries, frozen peach club special, and their rotating custard flavor of the month. I believe one Taylor Peterson had some pink fries uh, about nine hours ago. I did. It was fantastic. We talked, we gave our spark, uh, sparks of the week on last night's podcast. Uh, it just got me a little motivated to walk on down to spark. It had been a little bit, got my, myself a double cheeseburger and those pink truffle fries. They were better than ever. Uh, it was packed in there. It was awesome to see. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Spark is located directly west of Paycom Center on the very far north side of Scissortail Park. It is the best spot to hit before and after a Thunder game. We all know two scoops or even three scoops of custard is better than one. So be on the lookout for Spark number two and number three coming to Chisholm Creek and Nichols Hills later this spring and summer. Here's the deal, folks. When you go to the Paycom Center for a Thunder game, if you park on the east side over near Bass Pro, Go eat Dave's on your way to the game. 
And if you park on the west side of the arena, you are literally right next to Spark. No excuse. Get some chicken or get some burgers. Either way, you are leaving happy. We will be right back after this break to talk some more Thunder players in this massive win and the starting lineup change in the second half. So, Jacob, you alluded to it, and we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, but the starting lineup change, throwing in Isaiah Joe there for Josh Giddy to start the third quarter, that was the catalyst, uh, so much of what we talked about there earlier in the podcast. Josh and, didn't check in until I think four minutes left in the third, uh, was the third guy off the bench uh, after being moved to the bench to start the second half. And I thought Josh played well uh, after that point. Like that first half, I mean, he just... I don't know. You and I both have some thoughts. We've been tweeting and, and texting a lot about it, uh, especially tonight. But that first half, it just seemed like Josh is so far in his own head. He doesn't even look like himself out there anymore. Uh, obviously, when he's in a, we've talked so much about the different role he's playing on this team, he's not going to be quite as effective. But at the same time, he just very much seems to be like a player who's in his own head. So what I found interesting is when he came in off the bench and he was on the ball more and a little more comfortable of a role that we've seen over the past couple of seasons. He played much better offensively. He still has some mistakes, but I thought he played better. I um, think playing better in the second half was maybe masked a little bit by he hit a couple of shots, um, got fouled. The the little push shot in the lane, <laughs> just bad. Taylor short every the, single the, time. The first quarter of this game for Josh. He the very first play of the game, Josh gets a layup. And I thought, okay, okay, maybe like this break was good. We've turned a new leaf. And then it was maybe the worst quarter I've seen from him all season and a poor season from Josh. I know people will get upset and they'll come at us saying like, you're going to regret talking bad about Josh. I don't think I can emphasize this enough. I want Josh Giddy to succeed. We as, as a as, podcast when Josh yes, Giddy to as somebody who covers this team and enjoys this team, I would enjoy seeing Josh be successful, and it's great for podcast content if Josh is successful. Taylor, to me, it just kind of feels like square peg round hole right now. He's just not fitting with what they need. They tried a lot of stuff tonight: some dribble handoffs, some like off-ball screening and cutting getting him on the move, bringing him up as a high screener for ball yeah. handlers, like having all him kinds be of the role man in, in the pick and roll. They're trying so many different things and kind of tweaking everything else to try to make Josh fit. And then when push came to shove, they threw Isaiah in there and everything just kind of flowed because you had floor spacing with Isaiah in there. And I get it. These are not 2K players. They're not just random folks on a computer that have no emotion or intelligence. From the Thunder's perspective, they love Josh Giddy. They think Josh Giddy can be very successful. They want to help Josh Giddy work through issues. They think they're, that Josh Giddy is a very good player. They think he's in a bad mental state because of the way he's playing. And they think that on the other side of difficulty is success. And all of that stuff is applicable. One hundred percent. They've also invested a lot into him, not only taking yeah. him six overall in the draft, but also bringing in Chip England and kind of having him be his right hand like man, personally and emotionally. Man. Right? right? Like he is a twenty-one-year-old kid. 
They want him to succeed. They want to work with him. He wants to be better. He's trying. Like, I get all of that. He's an actual human being. He's not a 2K player. But when push came to shove, they threw Isaiah Joe in there. And it just made everything so much more simplified and so much easier to operate. It's like when you put Josh in there, everyone else has to tweak 15 to 20% and do things just a little bit different to try to make Josh fit. Where when you go with somebody else, the fit is just so natural. And that's why I wonder, is it better for him to come off the bench? If does, does, like confidence-wise, is it better to start him and then play him off the bench in the second half like they did tonight? And I just don't know if long-term it's the right fit with how this team has evolved. I think Josh is a great basketball player. I think context matters a lot. Last season, this team was a very, very different basketball team than they are this season. This season, they have evolved. Things have changed. It's evolved naturally. And due to that process and things changing, the fit isn't as clean. And it looks like they need different pieces to fit around what they have. And maybe Josh has a better opportunity playing elsewhere. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Josh could have a hell of a last 27-game run. It just feels a little bit like square peg round hole right now. I think you nailed that. And just kind of tying it all back together, we talked about Isaiah Joe, and we keep hammering this point, but Isaiah Joe was only one of two from three tonight. It wasn't like he was five of seven or six of ten or whatever from the three-point line. He was facing the floor. He was doing so much of the other things. It's just the the – fact of having him out there as a floor spacer an outside threat who can also create on his zone and move off ball and compete defensively is another huge thing we haven't even talked about josh defensively continue continuing to get bullied basically in the pick and roll uh, i don't know over about and over. bullied but targeted for sure targeted that's yeah that's where i was looking for um yeah and it's not like Isaiah Joe had a big game but it opened up so much more for the this thunder team it, it just an it extremely the competitive playoff like game Right, right. Yeah. So, again, we're going a little long here. That's okay. There's Let's... so many awesome players. I mean, so many great performances to break down. Yeah, we Just got at the starters here. Players. Like, you want to go ahead and start with Lou Dort, who I thought was phenomenal on both ends of the floor. He's guarding, obviously, all of the, the Clippers' best players, but prim- primarily on Kawhi the entirety of the game. Ends the game with 19 points, three rebounds, eight of 13 from the floor, and the biggest thing is three of six from three. When Not to Ludor, mention three rebounds, an assist, a steal, and two blocks. Insane. And when he's playing at that level offensively and still giving you the same input on the defense side of the ball and and playing so well on the opposing team's best player, I mean, it takes this Thunder team to championship levels, dare I say. He, with the reduced role, he has been so good, Taylor, this season. Um, his progression to the mean... Uh, he cooled off a little bit from three there in like January into February. Um, I'm trying to do some some manipulating of the data right now because <laughs> some quick math. That's uh, that's what I do. I manipulate data. Um, in February, Lou Dort is shooting 44% from three on six attempts a game. If you go back to the, to the entirety of the season, Lou Dort is. from three on five attempts per game. Uh, His field goal percentages are, or field goal 
attempts are down to eight on the season. Uh, he has taken a backseat offensively. He's talked about this. The shot diet has become better. And he's very, very solidly like a fourth or fifth starter on a really, really, really good team. We talked a lot about how Lou might be the guy that needs to be traded. This season has proved me otherwise. And and maybe that's the case with Josh next season. Go, go, circling back to the Josh Giddy conversation. The reduced role for Dort, I think, has been so important. Um, someone in the comments said Lou Dort is a big game merchant. I, he is. He shows up, man. He's going to play like 40-plus minutes a game in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, we'll continue to see him matched up with the opposing team's biggest, best offensive players. Next one here, Jacob, is another incredibly impactful two-way player. J-Dub, Jub, Williams just had another fantastic game. After, like you mentioned, a pretty slow offensive first half. Very slow. game with 18 points, four rebounds, six assists, seven of 13 from the field, over 50%, 204 from three, which is significant uh, in 36 blocks. minutes, which is the most on the team. Because mm-hmm. like I mentioned, Shea kind of got stuck at the scorer's table there in that fourth quarter. Um, obviously his blocks, he had a career high in blocks, like you mentioned. The stat sheet actually gives him three. It should oh. have been four unless they took one away, which is just absolute garbage. He ESPN had a steal. has four right now. That's where I'm at. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. That That's what it should be. He had a career high four blocks, uh, which just absolutely phenomenal. And then on top of everything else, even with this game, uh, the Thunder were up double digits, I believe. The Clippers came back. It was like a 12-point game in the fourth. Fourth quarter dub happens. What do you do if you're an opposing team and the Thunder played so well you make this big push, you get it back down to quote unquote 12 points, not even like a single digits. And then fourth quarter dub happens. I mean, it is just absolutely insane. I believe 10 of those 18 points happened in the fourth quarter. I'm done talking about dub. You you take the mic, Jacob. He's just special. I mentioned it that stretch at the end. He's undeniable. He gets that three and then the big dunk. The camera pans to him as he's screaming at the crowd, get the F up. Um He's special, Taylor. Like, he is special. Speaking of special, we got to talk about Chet Holmgren, too. 17 and 10, three assists, three blocks, 50% from the field, 50% from three. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Not only three blocks, but so many contests at the rim. Just that was it the first quarter where he was involved in a 2-1-1 break and absolutely blew it up. Should have got a travel call on Terrence Mann. The ref <laughs> choked on his whistle. Ball goes out on Chet. The way he flips his hips, he doesn't like get somebody running up on his side. He guards one way and then flips the hips really quick and guards the other way. To be able to do that as a big man, transition defense for him is insane for a rookie. Insane. The hip flexibility and the feet, the footwork is just you don't see it from anybody else outside mate i don't even think wimby necessarily has that as much he, he yeah. just has even additional length to be able to cover the floor and you but know what i love it's from incredible offensively tonight first quarter they hit him when he's open and he immediately pulls the trigger on the three bang bang hits two in a row the next one comes to him the closeout comes give him the show and go baby he has stopped showing and going when guys are five feet away from him, and he's pulling the trigger quickly. How many threes did he take tonight? Six, six threes. Three of six from the floor. Or I sorry, three of six number. from three. I love that number. When you are open, big man, pull the trigger. Unload the clip. I wish we had JD here with the sounder. <laughs> Bingo. I think you're spot on. And then when they close out, that's when you give him the show and go, get by him and get to the basket. Taylor, I tweeted it. I'm going to say it here on the show. Miss me with the, they're too young. They don't have the playoff experience yet that they need. They have rebound. Miss me with all that shit. This team went 2-1 and one against the Clippers, 3-1 and one against the defending champ Nuggets, 2-2 two and two against the Wolves, They've beat the Celtics. They've beat the Knicks. They haven't played the Milwaukee Bucks show. We get that two times. All this team has done all season has shown us they can do it. They can go and win in the playoffs. I don't want to hear any more of the, the bullshit excuses that the big national They're media too young heads are going to They aren't experienced. They aren't a Miss real contender. Yep. They just went out and beat the Clippers' ass. Coming right out of the break, everybody healthy. They're a f- it's insane how good they are, Taylor. Absolutely insane. And I, the only thing I want to add on Chet that you didn't mention is we've talked so much about the Thunder, and it, it, it is true. I'm not saying it's not true, but the Thunder need a backup big. They need another big to play alongside Chet Holmgren to help with the rebounding and help with the uh, second attempt opportunities and to uh, help with the defense around the rim when Chet is playing like he did tonight. This is exactly what Thunder envisioned. This 100%. is why you don't need that. This is why they did not go and trade for another backup big. Now, Biombo will still get his shine, I'm sure, in certain spot minutes. Um, but this is what Sam Presti and Mark Dagnall envisioned. 
And, uh, and that's yeah. So uh, quickly, we'll, t- we'll touch on SGA, and then I just have some like. I think super we already talked about thoughts. SGA enough. We're good. Okay, cool. I think what we need Gordon to do Hayward, Taylor, is we got to talk Hayward. Yeah, Hayward got his uh, opportunity. I think we talked really about the rest of the. I mean, Kenrich Williams played much better in the second half. Yeah, Kenrich uh, Williams Wallace had a really great game. I thought on especially defensively, he was fantastic. But you're yeah. right. We got to talk about Gordon Hayward. Zero points, but. Four rebounds. Uh, he only shot two uh, two field goal attempts. He certainly was filling things out with this team. And uh, it reeked. Didn't want to overstep. Reeked maybe is not the right word. It screamed. I'm just gonna get some run and see how I fit in with these guys. Exactly. But it looked really good when he was in, especially hey, on the defensive the end. Defense. You I want you that, to talk on it. That fourth quarter when they're protecting that lead, he's getting matched up out there on Paul George. Same with him step for step, contesting the jumper for a miss. The defense looked good, Taylor. And that size is what they need. 6'7", 225. My man barked on the post-game pod. Or not the post-game pod, I'm sorry. The post-game <laughs> interview. <laughs> He's officially a dog. Apparently, he, also after the game, he immediately got on the phone with his kids, which is super wholesome. That's awesome. I missed that. That's really cool. Yeah, no, I thought Hayward... Um, it wasn't the game we all like hoped that he'd have like, you know, 12 points and, uh, you know, and just be an incredible two way player, but he certainly is filling his way out, played very solid in his role, uh, which kind of contributed some of these runs that the Thunder went on there in that first and in, in the second quarter. And then in the second half as well, and looking at his minutes, he played 13. I can't remember what we all said last night, but I think we were all in like the 14, 15 range. He was right mm-hmm. there. Uh, we I, said Josh Giddy would play. I think I said 22 minutes. Josh Giddy plays 22. That is something to keep an eye on as well as Joe plays 19. Those three players, uh, those minutes distributions here down the stretch heading into the playoffs is something I'm certainly keeping an eye on. I, th- I think we'll consider continue to see Gordon's minutes go up. Jacob, Overall, what a game. Incredible game. <laughs> This is the epitome of what you wanted coming out of the All-Star break. You come out to a team that is essentially tied with you for second place in the West, and you beat the damn breaks off of them. Exactly what you wanted. Now you get really no rest because you're coming back tomorrow to play the Washington Wizards. And Taylor? We're running the two-man game back tomorrow, Friday night. We are back. It'll Cannot be wait. Back again tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. We really appreciate you. Live stream was hopping. If you are not already, I would encourage you to join us on YouTube because we have so much fun over here. Thank you all so much. If you haven't yet, please go hit the like button on this YouTube video. Help out the uncontested. If you're listening to the podcast version of this on Friday, thank you for downloading the show. Cannot tell you how much we appreciate you. So many cool things happening with our podcast right now, and it's all because of you guys. So thank you so, 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 so much. Please drop a five-star rating on your or whichever podcast platform you listen to and make plans to join us again after the Thunder take on the Washington Wizards Friday night in downtown Oklahoma City. Go eat Spark and Dave's before or after the game. We will see you guys then. Taylor, take us out. We'll run it back. That was, again, super fun game. Appreciate all of you who were in the chat. Like Jacob and Chip's absolutely popping. The viewers were through the roof, and we appreciate all the support. 
Thunder end up beating the Clippers 129 to 107 in dominating fashion out of the all-star break. They are now second in the West, only a game back from the first place Minnesota Timberwolves, and now a game and a half above the third seed Los Angeles Clippers, who they just beat. Like Jacob mentioned, him and I will be back tomorrow night to break down the Washington Wizards game. Let's hope the Thunder take care of business yet again. Here we are, our friends. We are uh, heading into the home stretch and extremely fun time to be a Thunder fan. So thank you all for tuning in and following along. We'll have you covered the entirety of the way. And as always, Thunder up.